Okay, in three, two, one. Hey everybody, it's Wednesday, the middle of the week. If you live in central Ohio, it's getting warmer. That means you're two days away from having to pick up a winter's worth of dog poop in your yard. That's the bad news. The good news is this is Sports Wednesday. That was epic. That, that was the that best was the one best yet. one yet. Oh that, my gosh! I wasn't sure where it was going with the <laughs> the finish. That was I enjoyed that one thoroughly. I you know I felt like he'd been moving in like towards the Spice Girls in his sound, and he just U turned oh, immediately. Hard. Like so that, that was, was Talking Heads with I'm not sure what he finished off, but that was spicy. Not Spice Girls spicy, but spicy. That's right. Okay. Well, folks, uh, this is Sports Wednesday. I'm the big man on campus, Pete Brown. Joining me is a man who, if he had a dog, he'd name it Blatty McBlatface. It's basketball <laughs> legend, Matt Longley. How are you, coach? I'm doing good. That's good. Right? <laughs> you don't have a dog, do you? No, I have a cat, but I'm going oh, yeah. to name her now. Is it Blatt yeah, the Cat? Yeah, she's going to be Miss Blatt the Cat. Nice. Okay, I'm from the Frozen tundra of hake house of the hake house basement he's averaging 3.2 jingles per episode it's the maestro brian hake how are you hake i'm a little tired i i gotta admit but uh is it is it tuesday it, it is it's yeah it's tuesday night we record tuesday night for sports wednesday uh, yeah so i will say i noticed tiredness being kind of a theme in your text messages lately too yes oh. very very tired i'm i'm in a middle I'm middle management, guys. <laughs> yeah, middle management. That sucks the life right out of you. That's right. So, uh, well, hopefully you'll get some get some rest, maybe get some more iron in that diet. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love iron. Folks, you know, you can follow Sports Wednesday on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. I wanted to look up how many followers we had, and I forgot to Eight. do that. Eight followers on Instagram. That's pretty Ooh. good. There's room for improvement. That's right. So I know pretty soon we'll start posting like fun pictures of athletes from the 70s on there. It'll be a good follow. <laughs> the big news is over on Twitter, at Sport Wednesday on Twitter, that's at Sport Singular Wednesday, we just crossed 150 followers. And that that's deserves a celebratory jingle. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if he can top his opening. Yeah, it's going to be tough. You ready? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, usually a jingle has words, but that's good too. <laughs> 150. No, you're. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No? There is a jingle there. You're right. So, I thought no I said music. No worries. I'm going to apologize in advance, guys, because, you know, I print out the show sheet and then I make my notes on it and I used a red pen and I can barely read what I was writing. So, <laughs> I seem a little off today. That's what's going on. Let's move into Act One. A little Act One transition music. We're going to be talking about the NFL Draft Combine. Ooh, all right. Ooh, this is going to be fun music. I didn't realize this was a music podcast. Well, oh, you know, I, I thought I should formalize where you play the music, so that might help with you remembering. I like that's in red, too. <laughs> all right, you guys ready? Yeah, go ahead.
black dog. Lovely. Oh, that All was All right, nice. Coach, you want to walk us through the big news coming out of the NFL Combine? Yeah, so, I mean, the NFL Combine every year has a lot of big stories. Everybody's looking for um, the big names, the quarterbacks. But there was some interesting stories that came out of there. The, the top story that I took from it was the, the Shaquem Griffin the, the story of, of the, the linebacker from uh, Central Florida um, who was born basically congenitally. He has no left hand and he's, oh, been, yeah. and he's been playing football. So he was almost – I think he was going to get invited, but it was a big deal. He gets invited to the combine and absolutely knocks the doors off of it. Runs, I believe, a 4-3-8 as a linebacker. Puts up 20 reps of 225, which is the most for a linebacker. and I mean, he just went in there and absolutely destroyed it. Um, basically moved himself up from being a non-drafty, you know, a non-drafted free agent that you just get to come in and maybe make the practice squad that now they're pretty much saying he's going to be a second day pick, which is huge. Was he a linebacker? Yeah, he was a linebacker. Well, they basically lined him up like he's, he's only six, one, two twenty. So he's not, he's not huge, but he's fast and quick. And, And they just basically described him when they were, they showed some film and I was watching stuff and they said, this guy, and they're right. He's all over the field. Like in the game against Auburn, he was either on a tackle or there ready to make the tackle almost in every play. This guy is just a ball hawk football player. Nice. So um, big story for him. Yeah, I heard about him too, but I, for some reason I thought he was a defensive back and I was like, that's impossible. Yeah, I mean, How could you play defensive back. You can't. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's 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 not big. Like I said, he's six one two twenty. So they'll find a place. There, there. Some NFL team is going to find a place for him, and he's gonna he's gonna play some football on Sundays. That will be amazing. I think it it's is amazing. A, a great story. I I really identify with the guy because I'm also six one two twenty. Which I've always thought you had the same athletic yeah. ability as this guy. <laughs> so, but but let's just all right. We're going to be realists for a minute. Yes. What disadvantage does not having a hand give him? At linebacker, you're not making a lot of interceptions, right? It's no. mostly t- tackles and batting. But maybe I can see like trying to get around a blocker on a blitz. Sometimes it helps to have a hand that you can kind of throw him Correct. out of the way. Um, but they, another guy, and I, they were talking on the radio today, and they were saying, you know, this guy's been in this. It's not like he's had to live without his left hand for the last 10 years. He's had to live without it for so long, and he's adjusted which it's almost like he knows how to play football as good as a person with, with two hands. I mean, you're right. He, there may be some deficiencies, but there's not a lot of linebackers that are known for their hands, you know, re- you know, intercepting the ball and everything. He's going to be able to get to the ball and tackle. So then the other, the other stories, there's a couple other. The other story is uh, Orlando, Orlando Brown Jr., who uh, is an offensive lineman and had the, one of the worst <laughs> combines ever. And they're basically talking about this guy's going to drop out of the first round. But my thing's like, he's an offensive lineman, so so what? He's a big fat guy that can block. Um, yeah, and he was great in Lord of the Rings. He was very good. <laughs> Other than that, Pirates, Pirates I mean, of the Caribbean. Yes. No. Uh, this. What's the last one? The skull. Th- well, I don't know. I've never seen any of them. I have to say that. Um. And then the other stuff, the quarterbacks. They were talking a lot about the quarterbacks, but Josh Allen's moved up. But is anybody really stood out quarterback no. wise? Josh Allen's okay. the one they talk about because he's the guy that's six five, two forty. He's built like a NFL quarterback. But what, where where did he play college ball? Wyoming. Wow. Wyoming. Go Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, the news I saw coming for Saquon Barkley. He did some incredible bench pressing. Like he put up 225, 29 times as yeah. a running back. 
That's sick. Um, and then did an Ohio State guy tear his pectoral muscle? Did you guys hear about that? I didn't. But I, I didn't see that. That'll be a future correction, I guess. So, um, okay, so we know the Browns have the number one pick. I know I've asked this before, but I've I've failed to remember what we say. So it, it hasn't gone on the standings page at sportswednesday.com. So today, uh, the question to you guys is, who should they pick and who will they pick? And that, and that last one could also be, uh, will they trade the pick? So mm. answer those two questions, and I'm going to put them as, as long-term picks on, on our standings page. All right, you're up, Maestro. Go first. Oh, okay. Um, let me think. So I think they should take, um, what's his name? Bradley Chubb. Okay. Um, I think they should take him, but I think they will take Saquon Barkley. And I think they'll, they'll take uh, a quarterback, whichever, whichever route they go, they'll take a quarterback as their second pick. And that fourth pick. Yeah. 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 So I, um, Brown's GM Dorsey, is it Ken Dorsey? Yeah. Is that I his name? don't think it's Ken because Ken was the former uh, quarterback. John, is it John Dorsey? Yeah, well, Dorsey. Dorsey. You know, <laughs> th- there were there were some stories this week where he was like talking about how good he thought Deshaun Kaiser was coming along, and you know, people thought maybe he was trying to up the value of a pick or something like that, like um, say that the Browns weren't going to use it to pick a quarterback and maybe dangle it for trade bait. So uh, I, I think they should pick Saquon Barkley. I think he's the best athlete on the board. Um, I think they will pick Saquon Barkley. Uh, and if they make a trade, if they make a trade with that fourth pick, I think it's because they're signing, you know, a Nick Foles type quarterback. Yes. So, so a veteran of some type. Yeah. Yeah. How about th- you coach? I think they should take Saquon Barkley and use that fourth pick for, a quarterback or even the the safety Minka Fitzpatrick from Alabama, I think, and I'm going to say this, I think they're going to end up trading down. Someone's going to come and want Barkley so bad they're going to offer way too much, which is going to be a mistake. They're going to trade down and keep the fourth pick, but this is going to kill me because I know it's going to happen. And they're going to end up with Baker Mayfield oh, on no. the Browns, and I'm going to pretty much say that's it for the Browns for me. <laughs> for sure he will like you said last year and the year before that yes i know and i'll say it again next year too so shut up <laughs> so but if you could if you could get sam darnold at four would you take him yeah i take him look i i think they take barkley and whatever quarterback has left at four you take him i mean they're yeah. all three have flaws and they all could be good yeah well let's hope mike dick is willing to trade away all the saints picks for ricky williams, <laughs> ricky williams again. again yes so Okay, so at the NFL Combine, by the way, have you guys watched any of this? It's been televised since 2008. I find it really boring. Oh, it's extremely boring. So it's, you know, guys running 40s. It's it's neat to see their times. I, I do like watching highlights. Like, I, I don't I don't know the guy's name, again, future correction, who made this just incredible leaping one-hand grab. Oh, you see yeah. yeah. Those are fun to watch, but I couldn't watch all day. I know people that have taken days off of work to watch that. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. Unless it's Maestro, because he definitely needs some rest. He does. That's like golf. That might put him to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so at the combine, they take the Wonderlick, and the Wonderlick is is a test that has fifty questions, pretty hard questions. You have twelve minutes to complete it. Um, the answers are multiple choice. It's really designed to gauge your decision making. I think, right? Yes. And so we decided all three of us would take it and, and go through that experiment. Um, let's see. I'll go first. How's yes, that, guys? Go for it. <laughs> the first time I took it, 
I didn't, I didn't know that you couldn't have scratch paper. Right. So I was trying to do it in my head yes. and I got hung up on like the first question and that took like six minutes of my 12 minutes. <laughs> Wait, you can use scratch paper? Yeah. So, yeah. So oh, my first, I, I looked it up because my first time around I got a 13, which uh, was a Ray Lewis. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> which is the only thing I have in common with Ray Lewis. And we both been accused of murder. Um, <laughs> So then the second time I took it with scratch paper and I got a 27, which is a Jameis Winston. And I just wasn't satisfied with that. So I took it a third time. And by that, by that time, some of the questions were starting to repeat. So yes. I, got a th- I got a 38, which is a Colin Kaepernick. So Ooh. that's what I'm saying my official score is. Go with the Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. So it, but it, it's hard. And it's like, not easy. You know, the math for me is hard because I want to do the whole problem. But really, you only have to do it far enough to pick the right answer it's, you know yes it's uh, recognize what's the only logical answer so all right maestro how'd you do so i only took it once um i actually took it with dania so we were sitting on the bed watching tv and doing it and not doing it but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i'm so glad you you caught that so quick because my joke couldn't oh, get out of my mouth fast enough but go ahead <laughs> Because that's but, amazing. You're doing the Wonderlick test. Yeah, he, mul- he, he can multitask like anyone. He's, that's <laughs> the maestro. That's why he can play guitar. Oh, go ahead. Here's we're the doing? thing. We like we were ha- we we're doing it on my phone, and we were like we couldn't read it, right? So we're just like, yes. what's the? We're holding it out, and she's like, I can't read. We fought most of the time trying to read. No, you read it wrong. Anyway, I think we only got through maybe twenty two problems, and we got eighteen out of twenty two. That's pretty but, good. But that's it. So an eighteen for the Hake marriage on what the was, So and I, what I don't even your... remember the the guy. It was oh. it was somebody I, I hadn't even heard of before. Like I oh, hang on, guys. I actually have a list of historic Wonderlick scores. I'm scrolling down to the eighteens. What it was eighteen? Eighteen would be a Dante Culpepper. Ooh, I would have remembered Dante. A Marcus Lattimore, a Tyler Palco. So. Hmm. Mm, uh, that's it's one more than Vinny Testaverde, who scored a 17. Many years in the NFL, too. Many years. So, all right, Coach, how'd it go for you? So did I, you take, I, did I, you take it with your wife as well? I did not. I, I did it alone. So, um, <laughs> I normally, like you're going like, to you, go blind, Coach. I know that. So, I took it. I started it once, and then I got distracted and went away and came back, and I thought I could finish it in time, but it stopped. So, it gave me a score of nine. So, I only got like through – Whatever. And nine is actually Sebastian Janikowski. <laughs> so nice. Was, Seabass, the so, kicker. So then I did it again tonight and uh, I got a 33, which is Tom Brady. Tom. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not doing anymore. I'm Tom Brady. That's right. Let me see who else. Uh, well, got a 33 here I can share with you. Your 33s, Kirk Cousins. Ooh. Marcus Mariota, Steve Young, a lot of quarterbacks at 30. I think 30 and up, you're going to be a quarterback. Yeah, pretty much. So nice job. What distracted you the first time? Was it a puppy? (laughs) Something shiny. Okay. So I want to, and I know this is going to be tough, but one player has gotten a perfect score of 50. Uh, That's got to be Andrew Luck. Nope. No, I know 49 was Mike Mamula. Yeah, 49 was Mike Mamula. I'll give you a little hint, okay? Okay. Okay. 1980s Cincinnati Bengal. 1980s. Boomer? Oh, Ken Anderson? Boomer, Boomer nope. Sison? It was Pat McAnally. 
who was their McEnally. he was their punter slash receiver. Yes. Tom Darden almost took his head off on that yes, hit. Yes, Pat McAnally. Yeah, so got a 50 on the Wonderlick. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's impressive. And actually, this experiment's been good for uh, keeping me humble because I just assumed I was smarter than all NFL players. So did I, and I'm very, yeah. yes. You yeah. put a K on the end of that Wonderlick, and uh, I'm all on it. Oh, man, my stream. <laughs> my has gone dark. Do we have do, do we have a drum? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wah, wah. So, all right. Well, the Wonder Lake was fun. Uh, NFL Combine. It's over now. Is that right? It's over, yes. And the draft is in early April. Uh, so we'll be returning to those long-term picks and possibly picking up some points. I hope so. Well, folks, I want to tell you Sports Wednesday. It's brought to you by the game that's not called Hoopy Maloops. It's called Hoopsters. It is the greatest combination of basketball and backgammon you could ever imagine. If if I was a chef and they were foods and one food was basketball and one was backgammon, I would be like, Mwah. perfect. <laughs> well, the only problem with it is you can't get it yet. You can't? Oh, you know why, Coach. Because we haven't put it together yet. It's not out there yet. That's right. The coach and I invented the game in 2003, and every Sports Wednesday, we're giving you a little update as we try and bring this board game to market. Any updates this week from you, Coach? Uh, the only update that I can give you is that I'm still efforting on other options other than the the laser cutter. The laser engraving, which we, we yes. think may prove to be too costly. That, we don't think people will pay $238 for a board game. Not, not right at first. Once they see it, maybe, but... Not right at first. Yeah, it's been it's been a a, a busy week for me. Uh, I I have been working on rewriting the rules with the new rules we came up after play testing. So yes, and I have uh, to tell you, I'm jonesing to play. Like I really do, really want to play. Okay, well we'll try and make that happen before yes, next we need week. To make show. it happen. Okay, very good. I have to pick up the poo in my yard this weekend though. So okay, I'm booked. we'll do it right after that. <laughs> <laughs> so I got four dogs, people. It's going to well, take a while. It might snow again tomorrow, so you might get a little reprieve. All right, let's move on to Act Two. I wanted to get out of a Hoopsters commercial before the maestro started to snore, and I think we did it. We did it. Maestro, a little Act Two transition. Are you guys talking about something in Cleveland again? <laughs> All right, you guys ready? <laughs> yeah, Pittsburgh boy. <laughs> Jack and die. <laughs> nice job. Good. Act two. Act two is going to be all about college hoops, folks, because we're in the March to March. It is a ch- conference championship week, all sorts of ch- tourneys going on. As Maestro pointed out, I went a little crazy putting picks on, on this section. So we'll get through <laughs> them. We'll get through them. I think we can all possibly pick up 20 or more points. On I the, hope um, so. See some long standings. So, uh, the one conference tournament that's over is the Big Ten, and uh, Coach, your Michigan State Spartans did not win it. They did not win the tournament. That was a little disappointing. Um, Michigan won the tournament. Ended up beating Michi- Purdue. Yeah, and Michigan seems to be... They're dangerous. Peak- they're peaking right now, and they play yeah. a really good defense. Yeah, they, they look really good right now. They can shoot the three and play defense. That can take you a long way in the tournament. Yeah. Well, Penn State had the Buckeyes number this oh. year. They've had it all year. Uh, we lost. I was a little disappointed with the Buckeyes showing. Yeah, that was. I, I mean, why does one team have your number like that? I mean, they that was really disappointing. 
Yeah, it sure was. Okay, so we're going to pick some conference champs coming up, um, and I'm going to do it kind of rapid-fire style. So okay. I'll say the conference, and then it'll be Maestro Coach Pete, and then we'll just keep moving through, okay? Okay. Nice. All right, we're going to start with the ACC. Duke. Virginia. Virginia. Okay. Big 12. Kansas. West Virginia. Kansas State. <laughs> of course. I have to be a homer. I got my master's degree there. I met my wife there. It's an important place to me, and I just, I, I got to go with my heart. Okay, Manhattan. Heart. That, that's always, okay, go that's for that. Right. The Little Apple. The Pac-12. UCLA. Zona. I'm going with UCLA. Arizona's a mess. Yeah, they're going to win it, though. Mm-hmm. The Big East. Villanova. Villanova. I'm going Xavier. You would. God, you and love I th- Xavier. You and Xavier should get married. You love Xavier I, right now. Well, first of all, last week I pick an upset special against Xavier. Yeah. So. Okay, but all right, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> all right. Maybe it's Creighton that you love. That's right. You love Creighton. He does Creighton. love Creighton. He does. He yep. should marry Creighton. That's it. I Creighton should. Maryland. And I'll give a toast at my wedding about how the maestro introduced me to Creighton. Because <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did. I know he did. So, he all right, it. let's go. The, the Ivy League. Pen. Pen. Yale. <laughs> Yale. Yeah. Okay. They're a four seed in a six. Okay. To four seed. Four <laughs> seed is like as like a seven and eighteen record. Yeah. I'm going with Yale. Go with Yale. Go with go with the dogs. Go. All right. SEC. Florida. Tennessee. I'm going with Florida too. I was impressed with their win over Kentucky. You guys Nobody picked Kentucky. That's odd. Oh, F Kentucky. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. I'm just kidding. I like Kentucky. All right. And our favorite, the Mac. I'm going with Toodly Do. Oh, Toodly Do. Toodly Do Toledo? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What are you doing? If you are you doing OU? No, it's your call now, my or coach. Oh, I said Toodly Do too. Oh, you said Toledo as well. I'm <laughs> yes. sorry. Uh Hang on, I think I've been writing yours down in the wrong columns. Oh. No, Maestro picked Duke, right? Yeah. So, that's, so, so yeah, I did. I absolutely wrote them down the wrong. This is like when I was a referee. I couldn't keep the score straight. Yeah, that went well for you. I'm picking Buffalo. Okay. I'm surprised you guys are picking against them. You picked them. Uh, Coach, your first lock of the week was Buffalo. I know, and, but I... I... I know. Yeah, so I, I'd want to pick the Bobcats, but they lost last night to Miami, so it would be a tough road for them to actually get the rules changed so they could still be in it. <laughs> yeah, that would uh, be tough. I do hate that though because we beat Miami twice handily, you know, and then that and it, you just you know when that third game came up, I'm like, you know what, they're going to lose. You know, but someone told me that that, that they actually because I always heard that it's so hard to beat a team three times, but yeah. someone told me that the actually the percentages are very very good that you will beat a team a third time. Mm-hmm. Well, that was not true for the no, cats the this cats year. Didn't follow that, no. So very good. Yeah. Uh, okay, so that that was fun, and we'll probably get the results of those before next week's uh, Sports yes. Wednesday. Okay, so your long term pick, and again, we did this several episodes again, and I didn't write it down. Good. I'm writing stuff down now. I got a pen. I love pens. All right, your four <laughs> number one seeds. Let's go, Maestro. Well, I get to go first again. Yeah. So if the NCAA tournament was tomorrow, who are your top four? Number one seeds. All right. I'm going Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kansas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Villanova. Mm-hmm. And Xavier. Mm. Okay. All right. I again wrote that in the wrong column. <laughs> you have some you have columnitis today. You're not good at it. All right. ML. All right, coach, go ahead. All right. I'm gonna go Virginia. 
Yep. And I'm going to go Michigan State. Mm, of course. Of course. And then I'm going to go Nova. And then mm-hmm. I'm going to go Pete's Heartthrob. Not Creighton, but the other one, Xavier. Xavier. Uh, I think, I honestly think Michigan State's going to be a three or a four. Oof. Oof. I think that they they fought, they fell hard, right? And think about this. They're, they're done, right? And so the committee has a whole nother week of basketball to watch before they figure out where the Big Ten comes in. True, but but here's my logic. The, the, they love Michigan State. They love the schedule that they play. They're they're battle tested. They they are not afraid to play non conference games against good teams. And I, I'm just telling you, they they love Tom Izzo, and he's gotten in with worse records. So you you may be right, but I'm just telling you, I think Michigan State's right. going to slide in there. Well, uh, mine a little different. I am picking Xavier and Virginia. Uh, I'm picking Pitt, and then <laughs> and then Kansas, and then Kansas. So, yeah. Pitt. Pitt no, it's oh, it's oh. just not it's not compelling listening if we all pick the same things. Oh, it's I true. You. I see what you're but Pitt's not even in the tournament. I think they are. No, they're zero and nineteen. They're not making. Yeah, they're they're one of the worst teams in the in the college. Pick, pick Gonzaga. I, I, all right, I'm picking Pitt. Okay, <laughs> it's not. these are these are worth a point each. I'm going to pick Pitt. You can pick. Okay. You, you can know pick. what? You know what? You threw the gauntlet down. I'm going to drop one of my picks now because I want to make. I'm going to mix it up. I'm dropping right. Xavier and I'm putting in Gonzaga. All right, the Zags. The Zags. They're going to win the West. Nice. Uh, okay, uh, Meister. I have a question just for you. Sweet. Okay. If the coach was going to prom and his choice of dates were Tom Brady or Tom Izzo, who would he pick? Uh, <laughs> uh, Brady. I, I, man, I think I think his brain would explode. I think he'd be like three-way guys. <laughs> oh, maybe Tom That's Arnold. Too much. <laughs> maybe Can I Tom take one Arnold? to home? Can I take one to homecoming and one to prom? <laughs> <laughs> he loves his. His Tom's, that's for I sure. Do. Okay, so now this was just going to be thrown out there as a long-term pick, but I decided instead of the upset special, because we are picking so much, uh, I want you to predict the two teams that will make the NIT finals. That's the not invited tournament. So this is kind of tricky because yes. you got to figure out who's being left out, but it's still good enough to get to the finals. Uh, so you can pick up a lot of points here because there's no penalty for, for missing. Ooh. You get a point if the teams are in the NIT. You get a point if they make the finals. And if you pick today the team that wins the NIT, you'll get five points. Mm. All right? Mm. I got it. All right, let's go with you first, Coach. Okay, so it's going to be Nebraska versus Notre Dame in the final, and Nebraska's going to win. Nice pick. Do you, and do you have a score? Yeah, it's going to be 71 to 66, Nebraska. Okay. I think the score is just for a tiebreaker if we all happen to tie. I like that. I don't, okay. All right, Maestro. I actually picked Notre Dame too, but I picked uh, Penn State beating Notre Dame 82-78. Ooh. That's a good pick too. I think Notre Dame's going to make the tournament. In fact, when we're doing upsets, I'm like, they're going to beat Vermont. That's who they play. They're starting to play well. So we'll see. Uh, I'm picking we'll see. Kansas State. I'm picking Kansas State. Wow. What? <laughs> Which is odd because I also picked them to win the Big Twelve. Yes, you did. Uh, so, well, if they don't win the Big Twelve, they're, they're going to decline. They're, they're, they're going to decline. Yeah. decline that just so they can play in the NIT. Kansas State is going to beat Louisville, seventy-four to sixty-eight. Oh, 
How did you guys pick your NIT teams? I like looked at the top 25 and then I just looked at who's on the bubble. Yeah, I looked at first four out, first four in. So the first four out, these are in that group. Because yeah. I read Notre Dame has to win win the tournament to get in. Yeah. Well, they're not going to beat Pitt, that's for sure. Yeah, I just they already, they already, they already did. They already did. <laughs> yeah, they already did beat. It was Pitt. all night. Yes, they're out. Pitt's not going to make it for you. <laughs> they're not making a number one seed. It's going to be sorry. number one seed. I'm picking. I know. It. They're going to change uh, their rules. All right. Very good. Well, it looks like we're already up to our second commercial, folks. Uh, Coach and I always neglect to say in the first commercial that you can head to hoopsters.store and drop your email address in, and then you will be kept up to date on the development of the board game and be among the first to have an opportunity to buy it when it hits the market later this year. So that's hoopsters.store. You can also go to sportswednesday.com and click on newsletter. It's the same newsletter that you're signing up for. Awesome. All right. On to Act 3. Nice. That was very, very good. Well, Act 3 is typically where we do our locks of the week. I'm happy to report that for the first time ever, this is Sports Wednesday history, all three of our locks came in. Amen. We were all picking first round Big Ten tournament teams. Uh, Maestro picked Penn State. They won handily. Uh, Coach, you picked Rutgers. Yes. They won. Rutgers. 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 So all three of them. If you you are among the hundreds of thousands of listeners who take our locks of the week, fly to Las Vegas, and put thousands of dollars down, you came with a huge winner this week. Right. I want a percentage. We killed it. Yeah, we absolutely killed it. And then on our upset specials, uh, two out of three came in, and that was both you guys. Uh, Florida beat <laughs> Kentucky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then Coach Pick Davidson over the University of Rhode Island, the Rams. Uh, but Xavier beat Providence. They was won't that one beat close? Pitt, however. Uh, it was 10 points. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so no. Okay. No, not Iran, really. Very good. So this week's lock, uh, for this week's lock of the week, you need to finish the sentence. I guarantee that blank will win their conference tournament. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Who goes first this time? Uh, Let's go with Maestro. Pete, you go first. You haven't gone first yet. Oh, I'll go first. Sure. My picks are always crazy. I'm going to guarantee that Buffalo will win the MAC. Sticking with the Bulls. Let's go, Buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Am I up? Yep. All right. I guarantee that Gonzaga will win their conference tournament. Gonzaga, Gonzaga the Zags. All right. Mark you. I guarantee Virginia is going to win. <laughs> what you, what you picked Duke to win? I know. <laughs> you know, we like to say Sports Wednesday, sports talk for the medium fan. One of, one of the things about being a medium fan is you do not need consistency. I'm okay with that. <laughs> I I changed my mind halfway through filling out Pete's uh, Wednesday sheet. <laughs> I go, so, what you pick, Duke? I know. <laughs> I I have done the uh, incredible picking Kansas State to both win the Big Twelve but not get invited to the NCAA, go into the NIT and, and win, win it. That. 
Yeah. Oh, just the amazing things that are going to happen in college basketball this March. It's going to be glorious. Uh, it's a little known fact. When I was at Kansas State in 1993, they went to the Final Four of the NIT. And they lost to Florida. Mm. Nope. And yeah, yeah. But it was exciting. That is exciting. So the NIT used to be the big bigger. deal tournament. Yeah, that was know? bigger. Yeah. Finished in New good. York. It was fun times. And then I think, like, as soon as some jerk went, it's a not invited tournament. <laughs> They're like, we can. It was, it was over. They should yeah. change their name. Yes, they really should. So, all right. So, those are some uh, interesting locks of the week. I'm excited to see how that turns out. So, we're skipping upsets. You guys can cross that off your sheet. Okay. We're going to go right into trivia. All right. And if we had a trivia sound effect, right there would have been where I dropped it. Yeah. Trivia. Yeah. That was good. Yeah. Very good. Okay, so I wanted to do 1980s baseball trivia, get us out of basketball, so we can wind up talking about baseball. Oh, I can't. I love baseball. Um, you wanna... Coach, you give us you give us your question first. Okay, I'll do it first. So mine is going to be a multiple choice question. So I'm going to give you guys a chance. Um, in the 1980s, which which of these players hit the most home runs in the decade? So I'm going to give you five players: uh, Dale Murphy. Reggie Jackson, the Hawk, Andre Dawson, or Mike Schmidt? You're dangling. You know Mike Schmidt went to OU. And we I know both I want did. to say him. I know. Da- so I think that's a dangle. Dangle, the dangle. Hawk, the, the Hawk was a great base runner. I'm going to pick Dale Murphy. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick, uh, what was it? It was Murphy, Jackson, Andre Dawson, Dawson and Mike Schmidt. I'm going Mike Schmidt. Okay, so one of you is correct, and it's not big man on campus. It was Damn. Mike Schmidt with 313 home runs. Noise. I thought you were doing re- like reverse psychology. I know because it. I know you would. I know you like Mike Schmidt, but I know you. I, that was a reverse thing. I knew I'd get you on that. I know, and you know what else? Yeah, you hate me. You hate me. <laughs> <laughs> If I played in the XFL, my my jersey would say "Coach hate me." <laughs> Our first "He hate me" XFL reference. That is fantastic. Has anybody heard an update on Columbus trying to get an XFL franchise? I have not. It kind of went quiet after initial push. Yeah, so I wonder. We'll check into that. All right, uh, Maestro. How about your 1980s trivia question? All uh, right, you ready, Yo, Parker? I'm going to do a "Who am I?" Oh, who am I? Okay. So who am I? In 1980, my team won the World Series, and I hit the most home runs. Who am I? 1980, the World Series was won by the Phillies. Phillies. And so the most home runs. Doug McGraw was the pitcher. (laughs) Yes. The most home runs in the World Series or most home runs for that season? That season. Oh, it's got to be Schmidt. Mike Schmidt. You are correct. How many home runs did he hit? Or an I'm gonna say bonus? I'm gonna say 49. <gasps> 48. Oh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say 48. <laughs> Pete, how many? 48. You are correct. Wow, two Mike Schmidt questions in a row. We are terrible. That is. <laughs> I'm glad I went first. I am I am furiously looking up a new question right now. Oh, by the way. I don't want three Mike Schmidt questions in a row. No way yours is a Mike Schmidt question. Let me ask you this, Coach, okay? Okay. I, I consider Mike Schmidt one of the greatest third basemen of all time. Oh, yeah. 
you name one of your children after a third baseman, Brooke Ro- Brooks Robinson. Absolutely. Who, who's better, Brooks Robinson or Mike Schmidt? <sighs> Brooks Robinson. And see, I'm a I'm a big fan of the fielder, Brooks Robinson, because what he did in the field at the hot corner is matched by nobody. That was amazing. Um, oh, God, Mike Schmidt's so goddamn good. Um, if I had to start a baseball team, it would be – Mike Schmidt, but if I wanted to watch one player, it'd be Brooks Robinson in the field. Okay. If you had gone on to have another child, would you have named it Mike Schmidt? Yes, Longley? he'd been no, he'd have been Schmitty. Schmitty Longley. <laughs> That's a great name. Yeah, I know. Or Satchel. Yeah. <laughs> I fought for Very that. Very good. One. All right, guys. Uh this one now you could probably figure this out if I give you a lot of time. So I'm gonna give you about ten seconds to come up with the answer. Okay. okay? In the nineteen eighties, how many World Series did the New York Yankees win? They won one, two, three, four, five. Maestro? Two. Two. The actual answer is zero. Oh, that's right. The Yankees won in 77 and 78, and then in 1981, they lost to the Dodgers. Dodgers. God. And that was the only time they were in it that whole decade. Yeah, they went through a doldrums. Yeah, I wonder why I hate them so much. <laughs> because the 90s. Yeah, because the 90s. Yes. That's true. Okay, so that moves us on to our adopted... Major League Baseball prospects going on in uh, spring trainings going on. We all each adopted a player, and we're going to report on them. I'm going to go first. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. was my pick. He's a third baseman. Uh, He did not get invited to spring training, so I don't have much of an update for you. Although this week, uh, I read an article that said he is the top third base prospect right now. But Major League has a glut of great third basemen. Yes, yeah, so he's and he's in. Uh, is he in Toronto? So he's behind. Uh, he's behind a third baseman. That's uh, right. It's Mike Schmidt. <laughs> yes. All right. Look, I'm. Just, I'm just going to say it. The Indians should sign Mike Schmidt I, right now. Absolutely, yeah. he could still hit twenty dingers. He's like sixty-eight, isn't he? He's pushing seventy. Probably. Probably. Yeah, home if runs. He- if he ever comes through town on like a baseball signing thing or something, we got to go. Oh, my God. We got to get him on the podcast. I'm sure he'll be willing oh, to do it. Of course it. he will. I'm still working on getting Bonzi Wells on the podcast. So <laughs> What's he doing? Except, come on. Well, he's not answering direct messages on Twitter. I can tell you that. <laughs> so, so how does it work? He's not invited to spring training. He's basically waiting for minor league season to begin. I imagine he's going to be an A or double A ball. Correct. But I... I Usually they ask guys like that to at least come up and play at least a little bit, but yeah. yeah. Well, it certainly made my job easier. Yes. That was great. <laughs> For this segment going forward. All right. How about how about your guy, Hake? Uh, same thing. My guy's Mitch Keller. He's in the Pirates organization. He's he's a pitcher. He's he's really high up in their, you know, in the in the ranks of their uh of their uh Whatever you call him, but he plays for the Altoona Curve, so he's he was hasn't been called up. I don't think he's going to be playing this year for the Pirates. So you guys know what the curve is named after? No. Yeah, so in Altoona, Pennsylvania, there's this giant curve which was built so that trains could turn around, and you pass it on the highway. But that's what it's actually named for. That's nice. what they're called, the curve. Yep. Oh, that's yep. why. Yeah, it looks like a conductor, maybe. What's what's their mascot look like? That's what it's like. A guy, it's like a guy's face, big jaw. Going, but it, I can't believe that they can turn that thing. <laughs> he might be a conductor. Right. 
Coach, how about your press? Mine is Eric Lauer. He uh, last week he was at a ten fifty one ERA. He got another outing, two innings, three strikeouts, no outs. Dropped his ERA from ten fifty nine ten fifty one to four point nine one, and he is a non roster in, invitee. So he is making a push to make the team. Nice. And 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 if he doesn't, he can go to some minor league team somewhere. Right? Oh, absolutely. Well, he'll actually he'll probably stay in their system, but. Uh, this okay. guy's going to be get some playing time. I gotcha. So um, two innings of work, that sounds like middle relief to me. Is that is that where they're thinking? Well, in in spring training, you don't go in the first two or three games in the first month. You don't, not even the first month, but the first couple of weeks, the longest outing you sh- you throw is two innings. Nobody throws more I than gotcha. that. So I we'll gotcha. see later. He's a starter. Okay. Well, it's uh, 23 days to opening day, so uh, we'll be revisiting this segment uh, for the next couple of weeks. All right, let's move on to corrections. Either of you guys have corrections listening? Do you get, I don't know if you guys even listen to the episodes when they come out. I do. I do. And that's usually where I, I write down the things where like, we talk about a guy whose name we can't remember, so I'll try and remember to correct it on the next show. Yes, I, I listen to it, but I, usually it's in the car, so I, I don't want to write anything down. Mm, yeah okay well with that score on your wonder like why would you why would i need to that's right (laughs) so do you have any corrections i don't i don't have any right now all right how about you maestro no i'm good i'm i think i'm good maestro 100 percent accurate in everything so far this year that's awesome i have two corrections i want to make Uh, when i introduced vlad guerrero guerrero jr i pointed out that he was playing for dunedin and i i posited that that dunedin was a minor league uh, team from somewhere in Canada because he's in the Blue Jays organization, uh, but actually it's in Florida and it's where their spring training is held. And so oh. they have a <laughs> a Class A Dunedin. It's either Dunedin or Dunedin. It's actually named after a similar city in Scotland. So I didn't quite get that. But uh, so, you'll, so you'll have a correction next week on the, on the pronunciation. The pronunci- I, I don't. It's it, it's hard Dunedin. to find out how to pronounce stuff. On the internet, you know, it's like it's, it's that weird language that shows you how to pronounce it. And yes. The other correction I had was um, when we were talking about the Winter Olympics and I kept referring to uh, what they use in curling as the rock. It's, uh, it's actually a curling stone. Yeah, it's a yes. curling stone. And uh, a little, little trivia. Do you guys know how much one of those costs? <sighs> Coach, I'm sure you have three or four. I do, but I, but I got mine secondhand. Um, <laughs> uh, ninety-seven, ninety-seven. No, I'm gonna. Say, right, 90. I'm gonna say twelve thousand dollars. Twelve thousand. <laughs> All right, our prices rules in effect. Prices right rules are in effect on this. Yeah. Twelve thousand dollars is an overbid. So they're they're four hundred and fifty dollars on the low end, six hundred on the high end. Okay. And uh, they do sell refurbished ones, but you know, once, once one of these stones starts to pit, it becomes less accurate. Oh, and so you, know, you don't want, you don't want one. I don't want a pitted stone. <laughs> yeah. You can get a pitted stone and use it like as a paperweight for like 50 bucks. Ooh. All right. They take, they take the handle off it though. Okay. But you don't want to store it in salt. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also too much salt, bad for your heart. I've heard that. Yeah. Maestro, I know I didn't put music here on the sheet, but this is a new segment. So can you give me some music intro? Ooh, yeah, hold yeah. on. Something snappy. Mm-hmm. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Ah. Oh, I don't know any of that. Oh. 
Ooh, I like that finish. All right, folks, you're going to like this. This is called the Judge Maestro segment. And what's going to happen is I'm going to throw out a topic. Coach has no idea what I'm throwing out, so I have the advantage here. <laughs> he has 15 He has 15 seconds to argue his side. I have 15 seconds to argue my side, and then Maestro will pick a winner. All right? Okay. You guys ready for yeah, that? Yeah, let's do it. Coach, you're up for it? I didn't ask if you were into this. I just put it on the show sheet. No, I can't wait. All right, Coach, you are going to be arguing. The question is, what's the better find? An unsharpened pencil with a hardened eraser or a recently sharpened pencil with half an eraser? And you are taking the unsharpened pencil, of course. Okay. Your 15 seconds start now. Okay, with an unsharpened pencil, there are two things that make it. It's pristine. It's perfect. It can be sharpened the way you want. The hardened eraser can be fixed, or you can cap it. Unsharpened pencil. That was only 13 seconds. Nice work. Unfortunately, you were wrong. <laughs> wrong, wrong, wrong. A recently sharpened pencil you can put to immediate use. So you can pick it up right off the ground, grab a piece of paper, and start writing down your digits. And a half-used eraser, that means it's pre-softened. That's the best kind. I go recently sharpened pencil every time. It's up to Maestro. All right, make the call. Hands down, Peter. What? Whoa, man. down? Hands down. All right, so I'll tell you what, Coach. Next time we do Judge Maestro, you pick the topics. I like it. Okay? That was fun. Very good. That, That moves us into final thoughts. Let's let's start with Maestro. So my final thought. <laughs> lean back. Did something lean into it? Go ahead, lean into that one. I was reading an article, and it was just prior to the show. I was doing a little cramming, but um, it had to do with the coach for the the Warriors. I guess he's kind of weighing in on his thoughts about um, about college players or even, you know, non-college players. But I guess once they, once they get an agent, they're committed to going pro and then they can't go back to college, I guess. So I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Do you guys feel like if you're a college guy and you decide to go pro that if you get an agent, you can't go back? No, I disagree with that. I, I think they should have a chance to test the waters if they get an agent then that's just someone that helps advise them. No, I think they can turn the clock as long as they don't accept a lot of money and things. Yeah, They can't take money from the agent, right? Because no. I think the problem is yeah. we're like agents are like, here's a car you can drive around. It's mine. I'm just lending it to you. you know? Yes. I mean, as long as they don't take a bunch of money and say, nah, I'm out, then they could just play that game. But I don't have a problem with that. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, the NBA is one of the, like baseball, that drafts people right out of high school, too. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're getting an agent, I think you're ready to go. Yeah. I mean, well, the NBA, you do have to go one and done. You can't go straight out. I thought Kobe Bryant went straight out. He did, out. but they changed it. Now it's the one yeah, and done. Remember, Kevin Durant was the first where he, had, he was basically forced to play a year and then come out. He hates that role. Yeah, where did he, where did he Texas. play? Texas. Texas. Yes. And- uh, but LeBron also came straight Correct. out of high school. He was a few years before so when that. So when did that rule get implemented? Oh, gosh. So probably 10 years ago. That'll yeah. be a correction, but I think 10 years ago. Nice. Yeah. Love setting up those questions. I know. <laughs> All right. How about your final thoughts, Maestro? I mean, I'm sorry, Coach. <laughs> Thanks, Maestro. That was a good one. I, mine, mine just has to do – it's similar to college. Uh, it has to do with uh, uh, your friend and mine, Pete, Tubby Smith – 
um, speaking in the news about transferring and about how he calls these guys that want to transfer out of programs quitters. And he was very strong in talking about his his time when he was playing college in 1969 in a phone call with his dad and he wanted to transfer and blah, blah, blah. And I just I couldn't disagree with him more because college coaches leave or all the time for greener pastures and leave these kids in the middle of nowhere, these recruits that relied on them, yet they 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 don't have to answer to it. But when a kid's not happy about where he's at, he's got to get called out by a, a that he's a quitter. I, I, that doesn't make any sense to me. I think Tubby Smith is just a grumpy old man that lost his players and knows next year Memphis is going to suck. And he it looks bad on him when players want to leave. That's what co- it's all about ego for coaches. It makes them look bad when they want to leave. And I think, yeah, particularly like if the coach stays right. right? And, and you're the, you're the prospect and, and you got recruited by him and now it's not working out. Yes. Um, do they, they have to sit out a year when they transfer? It, yeah, they, they do. Um, but he's even talking about the, the graduate transfers that are there for three years and they're basically can go anywhere they want. He's upset about those guys. I'm like, they've been sitting the bench for a year or two or don't think they're going to get any playing time and their, their clock is ticking. They should, they, they're allowed to do whatever they want. Yeah, it does seem it does seem like a lousy deal if if you you know a coach recruited you for a certain system and then a new coach comes in with a different system. Right. You're not in a position to succeed. Yeah. So, I I wouldn't even mind if they could transfer. Maybe they sat out ten games or something before they could. Play. That that is logical. I like that. So, okay. Well, those are uh, two decent uh, final thoughts. I I got a couple here. One, uh, the first is. Maestro was in Hawaii for the t- first two episodes of this show. So so his career stats are always two games behind ours. So I think next week we need to each coach, if you pick one and I pick one, give him a game that he's got to choose. And then that way we'll all be equal on the number of things we've okay, chosen. Okay, I like that. You cool with that, Maestro? Sure. Okay. Uh, so I was struggling with the final thought. I was going to say something about this is us. But then I thought... <laughs> <laughs> you guys would kill me. What? Do you watch that show, B? Uh I do. I do. I watch it with Jody. So what, what happened on this is thus, uh, you know, <laughs> it, it was their anniversary and they were bowling. And then um, he had the bowling alley turn the lights off and do a special dance. And they danced in the middle of lane 30. But they were like in the middle of the bowling lane. And anyone who's bowled knows that bowling lanes are oiled and they would have fallen down and died. <laughs> Not to mention the fact that any bowling alley proprietor worth his salt would immediately scream and get off the goddamn lane. <laughs> and it's details like this that ruin an entire series. That series me. is out for you. But the other final thought I wanted to go with was just, uh, it was Kevin Love, who I thought, um, I was really interested. He, you know, he had that game against Atlanta where he disappeared at halftime, yeah. and there was a lot of speculation about what happened. And it turns out he had a pretty severe panic attack, uh, and he's been going to therapy, which is something he's never done. And so he wrote in the Players Journal this week uh, a pretty long posting about what his uh, mental health has been and how he's working on it. And so uh, I read it. I, as somebody who struggles with mental health issues, I thought it was it was pretty decent and. Uh, you know, an anxiety attack like that, it was the first one he ever had, and he didn't know what it was, uh, and he really thought he was having a heart attack or something. So um, I, I don't know. I just thought it, I thought it was an, an interesting read. Yeah, and he didn't he say it had something to do with his, his grandmother had just passed away, and he was, I think, it, yeah, I think he said like it. He never, grieved, 
grieved. He was very close with his grandmother and she died. And he was like, I'm in the middle of the season. Got to think basketball. Mm-hmm. And the problem is his whole life is basketball. Right. Mm-hmm. And suddenly he's like, you know, I got to start, you know, you got to feel it to heal it. And and if he's shutting everything off for basketball, he's a ticking time bomb. Yeah. And he's been thinking nothing but basketball since he was a 15 year old kid. That's yeah. right. And he did put in there, you know, that happened to him at halftime and everybody was giving him grief. And then the next game he came back and hung 32 on Indiana, I think. Yeah. So, I mean, so God bless Kevin Love. That's awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, it was good. It it definitely is a 29-year-old's take on it, though. You know, that when you're in your 20s and you kind of think you know everything and everything that happens to you is the most important thing right. in the world. Sure. So th- there's a little bit of that, but you know, I I, I thought it was a decent read. He, uh, I don't know if he wrote it, but whoever wrote it was a good writer, and uh, the story was well told. So check that out. We'll put a link in the awesome. show notes. Nice. And that is it for final thoughts. Anything else before we call this Sports Wednesday over? No. Is LeBron going to the Sixers? Boy, it's getting a lot of chatter Did, right I, now. I, don't I feel you like know? didn't we do this on a podcast, and I said he would go to the Sixers. That was on Sports oh, Thursday. Damn it! That's my. That's right. Hate them. Hate them. Damn it! Uh, no, but we, but you know the Sixers took out billboard ads in Cleveland, yeah. saying we want you, LeBron. And uh, there was a story I think in SI or on SI.com just this week again about it it being a remote possibility. I, I just don't see it, see it either. I, I don't see it happening. Of course, I didn't see him leaving Cleveland the first no, time. Yeah, so that blindsided to me too. To yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, all right. Anything else, Coach? No, you? that's that's about it. All right. So you can pat your David Black bobblehead on the head and head to bed because Sports Wednesday is over, folks. We'll be back next Wednesday. As always, uh, I am the big man on campus for basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake. Saying good times, everybody. Good times. Nice work, Maestro. Sports Wednesday is produced by Blue Monkey Communications and features basketball legend Matt Longley, the Maestro Brian Hake, and me, Pete Brown. Some music and sound effects from today's show came from the websites audionautics.com and freesound.org. Visit sportswednesday.com for complete attribution. You can follow us on Twitter at Sport Wednesday, that's sport with no S, Wednesday, and on Instagram at Sports Wednesday. For more information about the board game Hoopsters, visit hoopsters.store, drop your email address in, and we'll keep you in the loop. Until next Wednesday, and on behalf of basketball legend Matt Longley and the maestro Brian Hake, I'm Pete Brown, the big man on campus, saying good times, everybody. Good times.